the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 308-8867-210-308-8867. That's uh, about six that we've seen in the past. Just yeah. ten minutes. Yeah. yeah, back in a moment. Uh, Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, right here on 930 AM. This is The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. All right, all those phone lines are open. You give us a call at 210-308-8867. What's going on in your gardening world? Do you need tips? For next week's top tomato contest here at Millburgers, do you uh, want to know how to give blood? Do you want to know uh, what, what to grow? How's everything growing? We had a spider mite question on some tomatoes uh, that we uh, answered off the air. It was a text that I got. So, um, yep, give us a call and let us help you. And uh, it's 210-308-8867. Or come on by, Millburgers. There are a lot of people today, and we're not exaggerating. We saw three wagons go by uh, one with two, no, one with three, because it had the purple of the Vitex, one with two and one with one, just as we were closing down the show uh, last hour. So, uh, yeah. Like I mean, once, once, really once it blooms, sell, Melson. Yeah, okay. Uh, the, the whole industry, nursery industry, has found that out, is that uh, blooms, sells, so... Uh, well, and they're blooming around town, which doesn't hurt either. No, that's right. That's right. What's that? Uh, the Vitex. I was Vitex. telling telling the listeners that, you know, we literally saw three and then a cart with two, then a cart with one go out in the last few minutes of the show, uh, last hour. So it's, uh, yeah. But uh, and there are pretty, I see a lot of tall ones. I see them peeking up over fences. It's a great uh, hummingbird plant. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Butterflies like it, too. Yep, yeah, there's like one right there by me. Uh, Here's one that's treed. Is that a Vitex? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. 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 Uh, and I'm continuing to read my uh, June newsletter, which you can sign up for next week, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, or yeah. you can sign up just by calling in. and You can call 210-497-3760, and if you, uh, they'll get you on the list, and if you can, you can have it emailed to you. You can sign up online, but if you don't get, I know some of our listeners just don't want to mess with the internet. That's okay. They'll still, they'll still put you on the uh, on the list. Just there call two one zero four nine seven. Says because those darn, darn Russians will interfere with our life. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So stay off, stay off the internet. And then the uh, or go to the website. Planting planting for summer color, written by yours truly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says plant vincas in full sun. Oh gosh, who would have guessed? A periwinkle. Yeah. <laughs> in shade include coleus, caladiums, fire spike, and begonia. Leave the bougainvilleas in full sun, and fertilize them regularly with hibiscus food. 
Oh, it's, yeah. That's a no, Warren, Warren Shorts. Warren recommendation. Back. Our that, that was one of the first, one of the first uh, research projects we did with the Master Gardeners. Uh, Is that right? Don't you, yeah. It, it really was different. I mean, it really showed a difference. And uh, it was sold as hibiscus food uh-huh. for your, for your uh, bougainvilleas. And it really brought them into blooms in a hurry. Now, Milton, there's another purple plant. Do you know what that is? Oh, is that Duranta? Yeah, wow. What a whiz he's getting to be. Hey, something. Yep. Um, Charles that's is listening. Hopefully I'm impressed. Another, yeah, another, another <laughs> good that's, bu- Yeah, that's a good butterfly plant that Milberger's donated to the uh, butterfly the uh, Fair Oaks Ranch uh, Butterfly Garden that we oh, planted. Oh, cool. That would be perfect. Yeah, that was one. And the citrus, Jerry, for the uh, giant swallowtails. Oh, yeah. That was planted there. And, of course, there's uh, uh, porter weeds and zinnias. But Milber- Milberger's got it all. Oh, there's some nice pentas, too. Going. Yeah, you've mentioned, too, that it's kind of the plant that... that Gives twice with the yellow berries in the fall. And yeah, I, I, it's not a favorite. They don't eat the, the which is good for landscape value. The yellow berries stay there quite a while, but mm-hmm. they, they later in the season, uh, some of the birds will eat them. But this last winter, Jerry, the it wasn't didn't seem it seemed like there was a lot of uh, bird action in terms of the berries, even the. Um, Oh, firethorn. Mm-hmm. That usually, paracantha Fire usually cantha. gets eaten up so fast, but uh, a lot of mine didn't even, never did get eaten. Did the, ber- did the berries fall or what? No, the berries are still hanging on in the, oh, in the new growth. Okay. It's moved up above them, you know, and the, uh, soon the blooms will start. Uh, and the other, now the, the one that did, the ligustrum, the, the cedar waxwings did eat most of that. <laughs> Well, they cleaned the pyracantha I'd been watching out uh, at toward Fair Oaks. Oh, that's good. Uh, overnight almost. Huh. That's usually the that, way it happens. Yeah. yeah, and then that thing went into full bloom, and it was uh, it was so impressive in bloom that uh, my daughter and son-in-law asked, "What is that? <laughs> what is that blooming in the top of that tree?" I mean, it co- almost covered the entire tree. Huh. But uh, Pyracantha Bloom is kind of attractive. Yeah, it's showy. They do, they'll do a espelier for, with a pyrothorn, too, you know, just for the, the bloom and the shape. It's like they do the apples, you know, yeah. uh, prune it flat. I think it's much easier to do that with uh, the Pyracantha than is an apple tree. But uh, yeah. But uh, so yeah, it is a good landscape. Of course, that's another one of the plants that uh, some some of our uh, native gardeners are yeah. don't like it because it will spread in some situations. Espalier, yeah, they call it. And uh, Doctor Stein, Larry Stein at Castorville fame, uh, did a pair that away, and it was loaded with pears, uh-huh. flat to the wall, flat uh-huh. to the brick wall. Wow, yeah, I think a pear tree would be especially hard to do. Yeah. Because they, they, they put a lot of growth on. Yeah. Now, is that another Vitex that's found a home? It's purple. It but is. Oh, man. 
They're moving out. They're moving out faster than Christmas trees. <laughs> we might not get to enjoy the bloom that we walk out. Yeah, no, we might not. Trace, well, Trace may have. To, maybe he's on the phone right now, getting yeah. another delivery or something. <laughs> now I mentioned uh, 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 verbena, and uh, they're on sale again this week. Blue, fr- blue princess? Yeah, no. The regular verbena. Vinca. I'm sorry. Did oh. I say verbena? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I meant Vinca. Uh, the ones that are on sale this week is the Cora Vinca, which is the most disease-resistant one available. And it's also called Periwinkle. But the the great thing about it is a great a lot of different colors and uh, growing full sun. And the most important thing for our market is that it's deer resistant. We have never heard, except once, anybody call in that that their vinca or periwinkle had been eaten by deer. You know. Now, they can be stomped, but uh, stomped down, but I uh, I don't even think they do that. Yeah. No, I don't think... for some reason, well, I think they're flexible. They they don't break off like uh, zinnias or something. Yeah. Them. You know, I just recently learned, we Jerry, you, we always kind of are interested to know, want to know what the active ingredient or the chemistry is that prevents deer from eating some plants. Nobody knows that. Well, they know pretty much on the vinca. Because, really? Yeah, if you... If you've ever been subjected to chemotherapy, oh, uh, one of the prime uh, chemotherapy uh, mixes is made up of is that right? Yeah, uh, huh. ingredients from vincas, periwinkle. Huh. Yeah, it's, it was uh, it was amazing. Yeah, so that's that's a pretty potent. That is a potent chemistry there. That no wonder the deer are avoiding. And Milton, guess what? What? There's a few more Vitex there. Oh there. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it sure are. What are we, so is that one or two? It looks like two. It looks like our. It looks like the plant what? of the week, latex, and the. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, two. Two in the front and yeah. purple in the back. Wow, man. Trace is going to come up on the porch with a smile on his face. Um, I got a note. Speaking of plants. Oh hey, we, but we have a quick question. Oh okay. Uh, Jerry's on the line. Okay. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What's going on, Jerry? I have got this vine. It's in a pot on the ground, and it's got a it's vine, and it's crawled up, and it's on the like the railing of the deck, and now it's going up the side, and it's on the roof now. And I just <laughs> wonder what it is. It has the little yellow flowers. And you say it's dying? Vining. Oh, Just vining. Growing. Okay. Vining, uh-huh. Yeah. Is it growing? You say it's growing wild or out of a container or what? Yeah, the container's on the ground. And so then the vines come, get tall, and then they start wrapping around the the wood on the banister. Wrapping around its yellow flower. It probably well, would not white. be... White. Not, it's white? White, white little flower. White little flower. And I, I just love it, and it's 
shading the is whole it? deck, and my husband threatens to cut it down. Is it fragrant? You said it's fragrant. Yeah, yeah. When it first when it first starts blooming, but as the bloom starts, you know, not to be as much anymore, then you don't smell much. I was. I I don't like. We don't think of uh, jasmine, uh, jasmine, and the like the star jasmine. That we don't think That's of them as I wrapping would. though. Yeah, they kind of lean. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it it just it gets them. It just puts out long vines, and then they just as I'll, they I'll grow, they start the, ja- whirling uh, around the wood. And the flowers, small white. Yeah. And, and fragrant. Yeah. Yeah, either Carolina and jasmine or jasmine. It doesn't freeze. It's, we had it at an old house, and we cut it back so we could move it. And we put it here now, and it's doing the same thing, only it must like this one better because it's growing profusely. <laughs> and blooming it's now. Yes, it has little blooms on it. I'm looking at it. Did it bloom earlier too? Yes. When the leaves started, when it you know when it started putting its new leaves out, it was just covered in blooms. Yeah, that. But it's still uh, blooming. It sounds like it's that star jasmine or uh, Carolina jasmine. uh, One of those two. Okay. I always wondered what it was. I don't know where even I got it anymore. It's just been around forever. You in San Antonio here? Yes, southeast side, uh huh. Okay, well, take take a cutting into a local nursery, and uh, if possible, with a bloom, and let them take a look at it. They can tell you pretty okay. quick if it's jasmine. Yeah, Spanix is the closest to it, so yeah, they they can do it. Yeah. Okay. Let, let, okay. let us right. know. That's what our guess is. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. All right. So you were talking about. I interrupted you. I apologize. <laughs> What's going on? What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it doesn't count as a, a uh, interruption if we're just noting that there's more uh, of the. Uh, Texas Black Lilac head. owner, Vitex no, okay. going down around. No, we had a caller. I interrupted oh. him for Jerry. So. <laughs> oh, that's different. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I got a note. Kevin was talking about the the uh, uh, the compounds in uh, Vinca, or periwinkle, and uh, we don't think about the deer. The deer won't eat them. And uh, I don't even think the axis will eat Axis deer will even eat them. Because they're they're axis elite things that regular deer won't. Yeah, that was uh, they they really had those deer at at uh, uh, Fair Oaks Ranch property. Oh yeah, and yeah, they were sad. I mean, they they were aggressive. They, yeah, they seemed to eat everything. That the neat th- neat thing about axes is they're not a native deer, so they're fair game, huh? Yeah, there's no no season on them. Hmm. And the meat tastes like roast beef. Really? It's good, good meat. Huh. Who knew? Who knew? Anyway, uh, I got this note from uh, from a newsletter that I take. It says, uh, from uh, Ship Rock 
New Mexico. All right. Uh, at least 17 cows have died this month, presuming, presumably from eating toxic plants on the range. Um, ranchers in the northwestern New Mexico suspect toxic plants used in Navajo and Hopi religious ceremonies are responsible for the recent deaths of more than a dozen cows. Uh, at least 15 cows from different herds have died of a mysterious illness in the past three weeks. The Gallup reports, the, the Gallup reports, and ranchers say the purple plant known as Tall Mountain Larkspur is a likely cause. Now, deer won't eat Larkspur either, will they? Uh, I don't think so. Not that I know. Well, I, mine is inside the fence. Yeah. Uh, Larks grow Larkspur, but I, uh, get a, I, do, I think they're inside the fence. I too. get a text message from one of our listeners and says that they think it's uh, Confederate jasmine, the one that we were talking okay. about. Okay, okay. Yeah, one of the one of those jasmine. Good. Uh, but anyway, why uh, are the, one of the one of the botanists and geologists says that the plant is toxic to cows because of its high concentration of alkaloid. Yeah. Why are the, I always find that unusual? Why are they eating it at this point and not not Terry, are they are planting more of it, or what? No, they said the uh, uh, the the if it's nearly de- if it, the range is nearly devoid of foliage, Hills. cattle tend to supplement their diet with any plant species just to fill their stomach. So does that sound familiar? Like yeah. our deer, our deer, yeah, like the deer. Uh, yeah. Uh, they said, uh, let's see, the plant uh, is usually found in New Mexico, Arizona, and Utah. It's growing in abundance on the range thanks to unusually wet weather, like, kind of like we've had. It's, it's used as an afterbirth wash oh, for wow. babies, the oh. Indians do. Uh, so now that's a bit of contradictory. I mean, it, it's there's more of the larkspur there because of the rains, but then, but then they they, they eat the larkspur when it's yeah. dry. Well, I guess it could be been rainy early and dry yeah. now. I think the rains have uh, gone away. But anyway, I found that interesting, especially when they said it was a a uh, bite a. Uh, Larkspur? The Larkspur. Oh, okay. Hey, we're going to take a quick break while we do. Give us a call. 210-308. we come back, can we talk a little bit about the article? Yeah. 8867. 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. 
Let's face it, if you're growing tomatoes, you know there's nothing better than a homegrown tomato. The only thing that comes close is bragging on that tomato to other people and maybe even winning prizes for those tomatoes. That's why a long time ago, Millburgers established the Top Tomato Contest, a friendly and fun way for gardeners to brag on their tomatoes and win some terrific prizes. This year, that Top Tomato Contest is June 8th at Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road, and it all starts at 10 o'clock. It goes from 10 to noon when the judging will take place. There are three different categories, cherry and smaller, regular tomatoes, and then the biggest tomato based on weight. And one tomato will be named San Antonio's Top Tomato. So for more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com and mark your calendars for June 8th. We're going to have lots of fun at Millburgers Top Tomato Contest. We know you're out there, hiding in plain sight, living a life of quiet desperation, wondering if you're going to beat your money to the grave. There's a better way, a better life at Lifestyles Unlimited. It's time to live the life you deserve. You can only do that by creating passive income. Let us show you how. It's only two hours. It can't be worse than another meeting about meetings or another mindless night in front of the TV. Visit us at lifestylesunlimitedmap.com. That's lifestylesunlimitedmap.com. It's time to stand with Israel. Consider the lifelong impact of joining nationally syndicated media hosts Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, along with 930 AM The Answer on the Stand With Israel Tour this December 2nd to the 11th. This journey is more than a vacation because it'll guide you through centuries of faith and culture as you visit iconic places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your hosts will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour where you can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float in the Dead Sea, and take a boat out onto the waters of the Sea of Galilee. Have you ever wanted to walk inside the Garden Tomb? Register today for the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd to the 11th when you visit 930amtheanswer.com, keyword Israel. That's 930 930- amtheanswer.com keyword Israel. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. That was a strange appearance by Robert Mueller, the now former special counsel Wednesday at the Justice Department. Mueller said the indictment of Russians who hacked into the 2016 election were allegations and, quote, we are not commenting on the guilt or innocence of any specific defendant. Every defendant is presumed innocent until proven guilty, unquote. Unfortunately, Mueller didn't apply the same standard to President Trump. Of him, he said, there was not enough evidence the president obstructed justice to bring an indictment, and besides, to do so would be unconstitutional. That sounds like innuendo, not facts. Which begs the question, what was this all about from the start? The obvious answer, it was about undoing the results of the last election. Consider the lawyers working for Mueller, all Democrats and some contributors to Hillary Clinton's failed campaign. No suggestion of bias there, right? Mueller gave House Democrats an invitation to impeach the president, but I'm not sure they'll do more than investigations and more accusations. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary.
South Texas. That's okay, Curtis. Here, I'll turn it down. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Tell us what's going on in your world. How can we get you prepared? Uh, Jerry's up here helping Curtis uh, with some tips on the top tomato contest and which <laughs> switch tomatoes. He's got tomatoes that are ripe and ready, so he's got to... Uh, I, I told him to cut them with the stems evenly. Yeah. And... Uh, if they're really, really red, uh, put them in the refrigerator. Okay. If they're just red, just turn red, and the um, the birds are starting to get them, or he's worried about the birds, uh, he can put them on a, a counter in the house mm-hmm. and save them till next Saturday. Okay. So, hey, for more information on our... Top Tomato Contest, go to millburgernursery.com and plantanswers.com to get tips on how to uh, do your entry. So that's coming up next Saturday. Uh, entry start at 10. Judging is going to be just afternoon. And so we'll announce the winners probably about 1230. So, all right. Plus the blood drive, and then David Rodriguez will speak uh, as well. Um, after the blood, I uh, know. No, no, no. It, it is during, before the blood during drive. the blood drive. So during. at the same time, the blood drive is going on. But yeah, I'll have to go check how the uh, appointments at the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center are coming. Speaking of David Rodriguez, yeah, I found that I had posted in the tomato pictures on plantanswers.com a picture of the judges. <gasps> uh oh. But it's hard to tell who they are. Because they got the masks on? Yeah. Yeah, we should do masks. <laughs> but it's hard to tell who they are. Yeah, you're going to have to be careful. I mean, nobody's going to want to judge after we out them. Uh, I know it. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> they, you can look at those for yourself and see if you can determine who those judges were that uh, that put, it, put, it, put aside that uh, perfect sample. Now, we, ha- we haven't mentioned uh, the article much, but if you're interested in either the Master Gardener Organization or the Gardening Volunteer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah, they, they uh, we, Master Gardeners are recruiting for their August class. It's uh, 14 weeks. It's on, uh, I believe, Thursday afternoons. Uh, so you have to be available for that kind of tra- training. It's a $260 fee. And you get uh, there's always a waiting list there, so you get selected based it on your based on your commitment uh, to uh, volunteer service. So it's quite a competitive uh, area. Gardening volunteers we talk about quite a bit. They, yeah. they have their uh, Monday uh, third week right. Monday class noon till three p.m. And there you can go. Uh, they they don't have as a uh, formal structure uh, as formal as the master gardeners. So if you're inclined to participate, you can just go check out the the projects and uh, join them. Then the article also lists uh, the uh, how to get access to the Master Gardener chapters in Comal County, Guadalupe County, uh, Gonzales County, and Hayes Gua- County. Yeah, Guadalupe. Yeah. Because uh, uh, from time to time, you've probably heard us talking about them, including this uh, uh, Fair Oaks Ranch uh, butterfly garden that the Master gardener, uh, master gardeners from various counties uh, participate in a lot of our projects. 
Yeah, along with the gardening volunteers mm. of South Texas, too. And he lists a phone number. This was in yesterday's paper uh, for those for those uh, chapters. And so check them out. Uh, go to the, those web, the websites. They've got a lot of good information. They kind of talk about their projects, the responsibility. Uh, you know, research is always a big part of it. Education is huge. Of course, in Bear County, the youth education program is uh, uh, pretty unmatched. Got the classroom gardens and also, also the uh, garden there at the botanical gardens. And Milberger's is a one of the sponsors, uh, co-sponsors of the uh, educational effort at the Master Gardeners too. Yeah, Milberger's works pretty closely with a lot of the gardening groups. We try. Yeah. Um, uh, well, gardening volunteers South Texas will be in the. Yeah. Saturday partner yeah. on a Saturday. Yes. They'll be helping with Top Tomato. That's right. Um, Rose Society has been here, uh, and you work closely with them. Um, do a lot with David. Yep, and, a lot uh, with David. Classes and the children's garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a big part of the children's garden. Um, but anyway, yeah, so what's going on, Trace? Oh, I, You're up you on the porch. see the sweat coming off my forehead, right? I do. Uh, <laughs> what you been doing? I've been loading whiskey barrels. Oh, so uh, we just had a customer that actually bought the the cradle type that uh, Calvin Lyon yeah. bought two of those, and bought two of the full size that have the galvanized pot in them. To so it was kind of an interesting predicament of getting them in the vehicle, but uh, it was uh, fun. What was it? Did he mention what he was going to do with uh, those big she, barrels? All she did is tell her husband, "Now we're going to go home and plant them." Huh. So uh, yeah, because I was kind of curious what the what you might. Uh, of course, the the, the uh, horizontal ones are lots of different options. Uh, these, he really likes those. These coleus are spectacular here. Uh, but I was trying to figure out what you might do with the, the full-size one. Well, there, there's all kinds of things. Uh, it comes with a galvanized bucket in there. So uh, first thing is it could be an ice chest. Oh. It even shows a picture of it. For, uh, That's a neat idea. Stashing your, uh, your beer. Uh, but she's going to plant it. It's really so. tough to grow yeah. tomatoes in there with that <laughs> beer ice. Yeah, know. one of them's got to. Yeah, David, David might be able to do that. Did he buy some uh, potting mix? This was our second trip here getting that. So uh, okay, I, I think they were. Well, they've been here for like hours. Okay, coming and going. So they, I think they've already gotten their plants. Okay. Um, how you doing on Vitex? <laughs> I, I have some. Do you? They're okay. moving. They are moving out. Yeah, we were kind of just calling. We've, we've noticed. Like, even, our, even our little stash group back here is getting on the dwindling side, but we still have them. Good. Okay. Because uh, yeah, we were we were just we we're talking about you know just casually they're on sale and how it's hard to walk by them, and then all of a sudden <laughs> two go by, and then two more go by. So you didn't have to walk by them; they just walked by you. Yeah, they did walk by us. That's yeah. right. They've made uh, it very convenient. We still have some of those purple leaf ones. Well, too, we saw. Was, um, Three of those that, that move was, out. That too. one's not on sale, but uh, it certainly is a striking yeah. Yeah. look. Some of the people that were buying the regular uh, Vitex also bought the, the purple. Uh, and, of course, they were about the same size now, but the, one of the one of those uh, selling points of the purple Vitex is that it's not supposed to get much more than six or seven feet tall. Huh? That, that's what they say. Yeah. And, uh, okay, it's on sale in the five-gallon container. Oh no, this is this is not the purple one, but the uh, Texas lilac, uh, five-gallon container, eighteen eighty-eight. So 
Just letting you know. Just telling folks if they kind of got excited about hearing us talk about it, they could come get one. Um, what else should we talk about, Trace? Uh, we talked about all the activities next weekend. Um, and you talked about the uh, Dahlberg Daisy yeah. that we have. Fa- Father's Day is coming up. When's that? Oh, Father's Day. I'll find out. It should be the is the first Sunday of June. I thought, oh, yeah. Well. That would be next weekend, then. Dad would love an ice chest. That seems too, that too quick. We would have heard more about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it would be that. Would, yeah, it does seem. So let's ask Google. <laughs> Did anybody ever? Uh, oh, I don't know if uh, the guys responded to your thing on what uh, Lisa's plant was, the pike, the snowy pike or something. Yeah. I, yeah, I it, was, I it was a cat. Uh, you know, when I saw it was a cactus, so I didn't. So, okay, Sunday, June 16th. Right, so, so not week, next Sunday, but Sunday a week, yeah. So, but it's time to start planning for that because dads are hard to buy for. Mm-hmm. And um, so we'll have lots of things that uh, available. We'll have uh, gift cards. That's always a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah jewels, bromeliads, yeah, tools. Um, citrus trees. We mm-hmm. We'll have quite a few things for them to, uh, to choose from. And so uh, the... And the cool thing about the gift card too is that you he can use it anytime he wants on anything yep. he wants. So yep. you uh, and some of the stuff Millburgers has uh, in January, they may not have in June. This is correct. So yeah, can you, you can use it anytime? You can use a balance out of it too. You can use oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And you get them a hibiscus, a more a flare hibiscus. That'd make a great one. That would. They're on sale, by the way. Yeah. Did I tell you how much they're on sale for? These are uh, perennial. These are hardy. Yeah. Hardy no. hibiscus, nineteen eighty-eight and a three-gallon. All right. Check out millburgernursery.com on that one. Well, we've got, here's a cool present. We've got the certified butterfly garden here, and you've got the list of plants. Mm. You could do a gift certificate that would cover that, and then that he, he could uh, get the whole, whole butterfly garden. It's not a huge, you know, it's only about 200 square feet, so right. it's a reasonable, but it would be kind of exciting. The the kids, their grandkids could help them build, um, plant it and everything, and all the plants are here at Millburgers, including the porter weed and the milk weeds and uh, all, all of those uh, good nectar sources. And in a pinch, we could get you the, uh, also we could get you the plan of that, uh, wow. that garden we planted in the, I might even put that in an article, the, the, the uh, Fair Oaks Ranch. Yeah, you could talk to Jerry, probably get it on Plant Answers. Yeah, we could. Um, w- one of the things that um, we've talked about in the past, and I don't know, Calvin, you'll have to help with what's out there and what's active, but uh, you've got the bird room here. We do. With the feeders and the seed. And, and It's, it's and picking up. We're selling a little bit here and there, and we're learning. That's the key. We're learning about birds. Right along with our uh, consumers. So what's happening bird-wise? We've seen a bunch of hummingbirds here. So I yeah. guess there's hummingbirds Yeah, there. the hummingbirds are, of course, key. You want your, because they've uh, a lot of their nestlings have left the nest now, and so they're not nearly as territorial as they were. So you get uh, you see a lot of action at the hummingbird feeder. Then if you've got those uh, 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 woodpeckers, the orange-fronted uh, orange yeah, uh, can't even remember what they're called now. The the large ones that they get used to using the 
sugar water feeders. They're pretty fascinating too, and they're they're going. The uh, goldfinches, the uh, um, lesser goldfinches are after thistle. You got thistle seed in there, right? Ah, uh, yes. Sir. Yeah. So they, you want to try you, you want to try that if you like those uh, lesser goldfinches there, and they're bright colored, and uh, get get yourself a, a thistle feeder, and uh, and some of the thistle feed and try it out. They're neat too. I mean, they're not a, the shells are not big shells or anything, so you could put it right on the patio, and they those those little uh, goldfinches get so tame. And they just, yeah, they hang upside down. Yeah, just like I mean, between them and the hummingbirds, you got a lot of action out there on the, <laughs> on the patio. I feel sorry for them having to eat upside down. Oh, just so you can eat. That's all. I, can. <laughs> I uh, got the hummingbird feeder up with a four to one ratio. I've got four sugars to one water. I'm not getting a lot of action, though. Not yet. How long? No. Uh, oh. It's been about a week. Oh. <laughs> Twelve weeks? No, no one week. week. Oh, one uh, week. Yeah. So, uh, no, you didn't catch my mistake. I, maybe I didn't. Four to one? Four to one. Yeah, four to one. I did <laughs> yeah. four sugars to one water. I was sitting there trying to do that math <laughs> in my head. And... No. <laughs> I, I think it's four waters to one sugar. Is that correct? Right. Oh, yeah, I didn't catch that. There. No. But I, the, I caught it, but I wasn't quite sure. The poor hummingbirds are like, ah. Yeah, yeah. No, we haven't. Have okay. to go to therapy and rehab. This is, yes, this is where I'm a little worried. So it's it was nice last year because we could put it out where in the front on a little uh, stand and, um, you know, just kind of watch it from the window or we would let the dog out. The hummingbirds would come by. So, but there are cats, feral cats that have adopted us, and they sit in the doorway, which is near where the feeder is. Now, and the feeder, dog lets them in there. Oh, the dog! They the, no, oh. the dog is fine with them. There's one that's adopted the dog. I'll have to show you a picture of that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that follows the dog wherever she goes, and uh, and it's very cute. So the, the the dog will get on her back and roll around in the so in the on the lawn to scratch her back. And the cat will then go and do the exact same thing until it gets kicked by the dog because her <laughs> legs are flying all over the place. But it's very cute. So that kind of cuts into your hummingbird action. Now. Well, I'm wondering. You think the hummingbirds are like, uh, is he stupid? We're not going to go eat here. There's, there's cats. Is he <laughs> well, I think I think that probably makes them a little cautious. They'll okay. probably slow down thereafter. They'll, they'll still be trying to get that sugar water, but it's... Uh, but uh, they'll they'll be more cautious, with, especially if they see the cats. I will uh, go ahead and. Uh, they 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 get quite bossy with dogs. Quite often. the hummingbirds do. Yeah. Oh. You know they just if they they have a dog that they're used to, they yeah, put up with. But then they, you know, if they're having a bad day, it seems like they just for spiteful ladies, buzz the dog. Spiteful birds. All right. Well, I'll. I'll... I'll move it to the backyard, and we'll enjoy it there and see what happens. But, yeah, I'm still trying to find you a picture. Well, let's take a quick break while I do that. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The Answer. Hi, 
Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Verde Road. June 8th is going to be a busy day at Millburgers. Besides having the Top Tomato Contest, Millburgers is doing their quarterly blood drive. And we want to thank everybody that came out last time for Millburgers Blood Drive. You made it the most successful one ever. And guess what? We're counting on you to do it again. It's just as easy as going to Millburgers anytime between 10 and 1.30 and donating blood on June 8th. That's Saturday, June 8th for your donations. In fact, Millburgers is doubling the incentive. So when you come and give blood to Millburgers on June 8th, that's right, you're going to get a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And, of course, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has nice gifts, too. David Rodriguez will also be on hand that day to teach a great class on growing citrus in your yard. Whether it's a patio citrus or in your yard, David will give you all the information you need to know. So for more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com. Hi, this is Michael Payne, General Manager of Salem Media Group. In this time where we San Antonians are called to vote, who better to help remind us why it's so important than our local pastors? I am Joe Morales, Senior Pastor of Jubilee Outreach Church. Paul the Apostle in Philippians 2.12 says, Work out your salvation and uh, let what God has done on the inside of you affect everything around you. Today I want to remind you of the upcoming runoff elections for mayor and for city council, districts 2, 4, and 6. Voting day is June the 8th. Let the God on the inside of you impact the city that you live in. Let the character of God in you vote. Be blessed and have a wonderful day. Thank you, Pastor. What a great reminder to get up, get out, and go vote. If you're age 59 and a half or older with a 401k plan and still working, stop what you're doing and call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. There are benefits with age, and this is one of them. At 59 and a half, you're entitled to new opportunities in the investment world that can save you thousands in 401k fees and dramatically reduce your risk of a market correction. You've worked and saved, and now is the time to protect your retirement savings. Call Robin Hoppus at Big State Financial today at 210 The five years just before and after you retire are critical. Do not put yourself at risk. Robin and her team can show you how to secure your nest egg and ensure income streams for life. Call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000 for your free retirement readiness review. That number again is 210-373-6000 or go online to BigStateFinancial.com. That's BigStateFinancial.com. On Bulverde Road, Tex Hill Middle School students are called the Tigers, inspired by the Flying Tigers. The San Antonio story of David Lee, Tex Hill, after this. Spring is here at Countywide Service Company. Our technicians are ready to evaluate your system and ductwork, making sure you're ready for the Texas heat. Our partnership with American Standard allows very affordable options for your needs. American Standard, a trusted brand and countywide service company, pulling Bear County for over 50 years. Call 210-732-9772. License number TACLA 28066E. Tex Hill was an American hero as a triple flying ace and squadron leader of the legendary Flying Tigers during World War II. He retired in Military City, USA as a Brigadier General. Today, a generous scholarship is named in his honor to attend the school he did as a young boy. San Antonio Academy. I'm Sonny Melendrez. 
to Milberger's Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. What else is going on? Um... So, uh, sorry, I was I was trying to figure out the the music too. It kind of got cut off quickly, so I was trying to figure out. Something. There you go. Let's, anyway, so let's see. We've talked. What about, what about uh, in the garden? Um, what did we What did we put in there in the article this time, Jerry? Oh, you talked about uh, collecting sweet oh, pea yeah. seeds and blue bonnets if they hadn't already popped. Yeah, I've got uh, little sacks of uh, all of the. See, I finally realized that if uh, I would have to take two weeks off from everything to collect all the seed that's oh, available, yeah. sweet peas um, are really available. Hey, this is a long blooming period for sweet peas, but I've, I'm finally pulling my vines down now because there's just a few flowers left. We've got our different colored blue bonnets uh, selections in the, uh, in the greenhouse drying down. And popping, cool. uh, we'll probably have to turn those, turn the debris, uh, um, mud, probably Monday, tomorrow. And uh, that that uh, lets some that uh, haven't popped or some that have popped in the seed are stuck on the plant to uh, fall down onto the plastic. Uh, I told you that I ro- drove my... Uh, riding mower through the uh, poppy field of that yeah. area. And, uh, you know, I was kind of impatiently <laughs> waiting until I felt a lot of the seed had fallen. There you go. It was all, all the seed was brown. So I drove through there. When I got done, I was covered with poppy seed <laughs> from one end to the other. It was just, it was, it was a little like bitty seed. Cocoa, yeah, it looked like it was cocoa or something. <laughs> Well, saving seed is fun, especially on the reseeding uh, larkspur and poppies and yeah. You just uh, little one of those. Uh, I know you don't don't the paper sacks have a little uh, crevices and everything that yeah. some seed get left in there, but I still think it's worthwhile. And uh, you put them in an air conditioned room, and then in this fall, just spread, spread them where you want to expand your garden, or you got some. Gardening neighbors that yeah that you want to uh, give them the advantage of the seed you've collected. The other one is that uh, blue curl. I'm trying to get more and more people to plant blue curl. Yeah, I, I, I'm not familiar with that. Plant. Yeah, yeah. You, Maybe uh, I know. I'll know it when I see it. Now you they used to have it at uh, um, well, well at the seeds. The well, wild seed farm. Wild seed. John I think Thomas. They, I think they still do. Okay. Uh, I think it's in their catalog. Yeah, there used to be, but I haven't looked in the last couple of years. For color and shade, use caladiums, coleus, and begonias. And I think the begonias are on sale. 68 cents. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And for, that's, for this, that's for a, a three-inch uh, container. Yeah, four-inch. Four-inch Four-inch pot. And a lot of all the colors are yeah. look to be available, even the you know the white flower, the pink, uh, the red, and then the, the maroon, darker foliage, lighter foliage. Yeah, that's one. T- that's one tough plant. It can 
if planted early enough, it can uh, and get established. We're probably at that border. It can, it can do, yeah. It can do well in, even in full sun. But uh, most most of us don't have a, a planting bed that's either all shade or all sun. So begonia is the first uh, best answer for that. Now deer will eat them. You know the uh, what I've, I've done this year. Uh, I've put a whopper. I have some large containers, quite a few that I for a couple of years I put all whoppers in there. Now I put one whopper now with, with, uh, <laughs> with two or three of the smaller begonia. Oh, that oh yeah, that makes a nice. I bet that does because the whopper will eventually fill in. Right, but you get instant filled. There you go. Container with the. I never the, thought the, about that. Use the Semper Flora. Good idea. Especially when they're on sale like this. I mean, yeah. That goes a long way. Gets what we're going to get a lot of questions on next week at the tomatoes contest, Melvin. Tomatoes? <laughs> and and uh, uh, what about tomatoes? Uh, no. The, Neil, Neil Spear oh. got, got a good question. Bossamanrot. Close. Oh, okay. Uh, do you apply Epsom salts? People, people, no. people love to apply Epsom salts. As granules or liquid to your garden? The uh, reader wrote, wrote in to put Neil. Actually, neither. What? Yeah, that Neil's getting pretty tough. I think you must <laughs> be feeling bad. I'm with Neil on that. <laughs> I, I, had, I had organic matter, and I fertilized with high-quality plant food. My gardens and my landscape have all the magnesium and sulfur they need. Um, unless a highly reliable soil test, which we don't recommend, shows an actual need for these minor elements to be added. It's not a good idea to start adding trace elements to your plant's environment. Nero. I don't think Epsom salt does any harm. Yeah, a lot of good gardeners that use it. But it really... And our soil, yeah, is probably probably a neutral. Doesn't hurt anything, but um, I'm sure it doesn't help anything. Yeah, but but there people that will be asking that. Well, the next thing out of their mouth when you tell them it doesn't do any good and doesn't do any harm, is that their grandfather followed oh, you. Oh, did it? Yeah, and that they pl- they pl- tried it on their tomatoes one year, and they had the best crop. Of good taste in tomatoes that they ever had. Well, and, those, and Grandpa's tomatoes always tasted good. Right, right. And the only reason 40. I can see that is because of the Epsom salt. <laughs> right. They they disregard the fertilizer and uh, varieties, the new varieties that we have. That's clearly the Epsom salt. But anyway, we will. It's kind of like moon planting, Milton. Yeah. Planting by the moon. Yeah. We have listeners who oh, swear yeah. by that. Oh, absolutely. Well, as we mentioned, that's our buddy we've James. Got, yeah, we've got <laughs> li- we've got listeners that are great gardeners that oh, love yeah. the Epsom, Epsom salts. You yeah, know, you don't dare be too critical. <laughs> that's what I bet I had a lot of uh, professional people at A and M, Texas A and M, when I when I wrote an article to go in their newsletter about moon planting. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's the one that's on plantanswers.com right now. And uh, they were... They were they were office people, Milton. They were people that uh, horti- did horticulture from the office. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> and they never had been into the hill country, and talked to those eighty five year old people <laughs> that their grandpa mm-hmm. gardened by the moon, and by goodness they're going to garden by the moon. I don't blame them. So. <laughs> And you can't can't belittle them because they're talking about people that have passed away, you know, died, died and and it's worked for them. That's what I was going to say. They have they have evidence it works. So, so that's why I did the moon planting guide and put it put it in a A and M horticulture paper uh, newsletter. I'll go find it now. Find out what we should <laughs> be doing. Well, he hasn't done. It. He hasn't renewed it in a while. No, I haven't renewed it. I, I've still got all the signs in there. Oh, okay. But uh, the what we're reading, I, what I did was uh, I looked at the good moon sign, uh, moon planting guide mm-hmm. for let's say planting tomatoes, and I would pick those dates that were good for our area. Uh, like like planting onions, uh, the b- best moon planting guides uh, is way late for us to plant onion. And uh, but I, I went through there and picked out some some good dates for that people could plant by the moon and yet do the right thing. Uh, also, there's a. We we had a guy bring in some uh, samples yesterday uh, about uh, of his crape myrtles, and they had that uh, weird growth on the tips, the end of them. Uh, Neil got a question that I have one crape myrtle that is sending out diseased-looking new growth at its top. Six others are not showing any problems. Could be mildew or could be... Yeah. See, it's ha- see uh, what might be wrong with it? Uh, <laughs> that I looked at all four of the, uh, your photos, and the problem looks fairly minimal. Obviously, it doesn't, doesn't uh, to your eye, or you wouldn't have taken the time to write. It may be powdery mildew. And that's why we the crepe myrtles are on sale at Millburgers here, and a lot of most of them are powdery mildew resistant. Yeah, no, the new hybrids. Yeah, why, keep in mind it's worth it uh, to to get varieties that are resistant. All yeah. it takes is one year like this, and if oh yeah. I mean, you're worried about when you're going to get blooms. <laughs> well, if they got you got mildew, you you might. They might boom before the fall, but we'll see. And then he had, he had what I was uh, carrying on with this guy about yesterday. He said, or it may be there was a glancing blow from a drift of weed killer. Hmm. Yeah, that's what that lo- years. Lo- yeah. I remember those now. <laughs> that's what it looked like to me. And yeah, I, I asked the guy that brought that sample in. I said it also could be thrips, but I said I, it looks like 
we we covered that. He had something else along yeah. with it that kind of yeah looked the same way. Yeah, and uh, he said, "Oh no, I've I haven't used any herbicide around it." Uh, but it's on the. And then, then uh, I questioned him. Maybe have your neighbors used it? You know, uh, or have you edged with something? And uh, he finally said, his wife. Yeah. Had used right up. Remember that camel? Threw his wife right under the bus. <laughs> and so uh, he put it off. Of, he, his wife wasn't here, by the way. <laughs> so. Uh, Anyway, that's that's what can cause that. I just told him to cut it, cut them back past the damage. Uh, if it's in the top of the tree, great myrtle, it'll eventually grow out of it. Now, if he used a uh, uh, a herbicide near roses, uh, uh, say we, goodbye. We've not had them grow out of uh, herbicide damage at at yeah. our greenhouse. It's pretty, oh, yeah. It's pretty That's Grandma's Yellow and oh, wow. Linda Dream and and all our roses. Yeah, they're pr- Once very the, sensitive. Yeah, very sensitive to that. Yeah. Um, Go well, ahead. Well, we're just about out of time, so we're going to begin to oh, wrap no. up if that's okay. Here's a reminder of all the things that are going on next uh, Saturday here at Millburgers. We've, of course, got the blood drive, which begins at 10 o'clock and goes through 2. And uh, honestly, last time they even extended it because there were so many folks. You can go to SouthTexasBlood.org uh, to uh, make your appointment. We've got the Top Tomato Contest that starts uh, with the entries at 10, and the judging is at uh, 12, so they have to be in by then. For all the rules and everything on that, go to PlantAnswers.com. And uh, that's uh, on there as well. And then, of course, David Rodriguez will be here. Uh, 08-8867-210-308-8867. <laughs> that's uh, about six that we've seen in the Just past. Yeah. ten minutes. Ago. Yeah. Back in a moment, uh, Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, right here on 930 AM. This is The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. All right, all those phone lines are open. You give us a call at 210-308-8867. What's going on in your gardening world? Do you need tips for next week's top tomato contest here at Millburgers, do you uh, want to know how to give blood? Do you want to know uh, what, what to grow? How's everything growing? We had a spider mite question on some tomatoes uh, that we uh, answered off the air. It was a text that I got. So, um, yep, give us a call and let us help you. And uh, it's 210-308-8867. Or come on by, Millburgers. There are a lot of people today, and we're not exaggerating. We saw three wagons go by uh, one with two, no, one with three, because it had the purple of the Vitex, one with two and one with one, just as we were closing down the show uh, last hour. So, uh, yeah. Like I may have, once, once, really once it bl- blooms, sell, Melson. Yeah, okay. Uh, the, the whole industry, nursery industry, has found that out, is that uh, blooms, sell. So 
Uh, well, and they're blooming around town, which doesn't hurt either. No, that's right. That's right. What's that? Uh, the Vitex. I was Vitex. telling telling the listeners that, you know, we literally saw three and then a cart with two, then a cart with one go out in the last few minutes of the show, uh, last hour. So it's, uh, yeah. But uh, and there are pretty. I see a lot of tall ones. I see them peeking up over fences. It's a great uh, hummingbird like, plant. Oh, yeah. is it really? I yeah. didn't know that. Butterflies like it too. Yep, and there's like one right there by. There's uh, one that's treed. Is that a vitex? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. 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 Uh, and I'm continuing to read my uh, June newsletter, which you can sign up for next week too. Mm-hmm. Oh, or yeah. you can sign up just by calling in, and you can call two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero. And if you, uh, they'll get you on the list. And if you can, you can have it emailed to you. You can sign up online. But if you don't get, I know some of our listeners just don't want to mess with the internet. That's okay. They'll still <laughs> they'll still put you on the uh, on the list. Just there call two one zero four nine seven. Says because those darn, darn Russians will interfere with our life. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So stay off. Stay off the internet, and then the uh, or go to the website. Planting, planting for summer color, written by yours truly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says plant vincas in full sun. Oh gosh, who would have guessed? A periwinkle, yeah. <laughs> in shade include coleus, caladiums, fire spike, and begonia. Leave the bougainvilleas in full sun, and fertilize them regularly with hibiscus food. It was, yeah. That's a worn Warren recommendation. Back, our that, soluble, that was one of the soluble first, One of the first uh, research projects we did with the master gardeners. Is that right? Don't you? Yeah. It, it really was different. I mean, it really showed a difference. And uh, it was sold as hibiscus for, uh-huh. for your for your uh, bougainvilleas, and it really. Brought them into blooms in a hurry. Now, Milton, there's another purple plant. Do you know what that is? Oh, is that Duranta? Yeah, wow. What a whiz he's getting to be. Hey, something. Yep. Um, Charles that's, is listening. Hopefully I'm impressed. Another, yeah, another, another <laughs> good that's, bu- Yeah, that's a good butterfly plant that Milberger's donated to the uh, butterfly the uh, Fair Oaks Ranch uh, butterfly garden that we oh, planted. Oh, cool. That would be perfect. Yeah, that was one. And the citrus, Jerry, would... For the uh, giant swallowtails, oh, yeah. that was planted there, and of course there's uh, uh, porter weeds and zinnias, but Milber- Milberger's got it all. Oh, there's some nice pentas too. Going. Yeah, you've mentioned too that it's kind of the plant that that gives twice, is with the yellow berries in the fall. And yeah, I, I, it's not a favorite. They don't eat the, the, which is good for landscape value. The yellow berries stay there quite a while, but they, mm-hmm. they later in the season, uh, some of the birds will eat them. But this last winter, Jerry, the it wasn't didn't seem it seemed like there was a lot of uh, bird action in terms of the berries. Even the um, oh firethorn, mm-hmm. that usually paracantha usually gets eaten up so fast, but. Uh, a lot of mine didn't even never did get eaten. Did the did the berries fall or what? No, the berries are still hanging on in the, oh, in the new growth. Okay. It's moved up above them, you know, and the uh, soon the blooms will start. Uh, and the other, now the the one that did the ligustrum, the, the cedar waxwings did eat most of that. <laughs> so. 
Well, they cleaned the power camp that I'd been watching out uh, at toward Fair Oaks. Oh, that's good. Uh, overnight almost. Huh. That's usually the that, way it happens. Yeah. yeah, and then that thing went into full bloom, and it was uh, it was so impressive in bloom that uh, my daughter and son-in-law asked, "What is that? <laughs> what is that blooming in the top of that tree?" I mean, it co- almost covered the entire tree. Huh. But uh, Pyracantha Bloom is kind of attractive. Yeah, it's showy. They do, they'll do a for with uh, Pyrothorn, too, you know, just for the, the bloom and the shape. Like they do the apples, you know, yeah. uh, prune it flat. I think it's much easier to do that with uh, the Pyracantha than it is an apple tree. But uh, yeah. But uh, so yeah, it is a good landscape. Of course, that's another one of the plants that uh, some some of our uh, native gardeners are yeah don't like it because it will spread in some situations. Espalier, yeah, they call it. And uh, Doctor Stein, Larry Stein at Castorville fame, uh, did a pair of that away, and it was loaded with pears, uh-huh. flat to the wall, flat uh-huh. to the brick wall. Wow, yeah, I think a pear tree would be especially hard to do. Yeah, because they they grow they put a lot of growth on. Yeah. Now is that another Vitex that's found a home? It's purple. It but is. Oh man, they're moving out. They're moving out faster than Christmas trees. <laughs> we might not get to enjoy the bloom that we walk out. Yeah. No, we might not. Trace, but Trace may have. To, maybe he's on the phone right now getting yeah. another delivery or something. <laughs> now I mentioned uh, 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 verbena. And uh, they're on sale again this week. Blue, fr- blue princess? Yeah, no. The, reg- the regular verbena. Vinca. I'm sorry. Did oh. I say verbena? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I meant vinca. Uh, the ones that are on sale this week is the Cora vinca, which is the most disease-resistant one available. And it's also called periwinkle. But the the great thing about it is a great a lot of different colors and uh grow in full sun and the most important thing for our market is that it's deer resistant. We have never heard except once no, a- anybody one. call in that uh, that their vinca or periwinkle had been eaten by deer. You know, now they can be stomped, but uh, stomped down. But I, uh, I don't even think they do that. Yeah, no, I don't think I, for some reason. Well, I think they're flexible. They they, they don't break off like uh, zinnias or something. Yeah, so, you know, I just recently learned we Jerry, you we always kind of are interested to in know want to know what the active ingredient or the chemistry is that prevents deer from eating some plants. Nobody knows that. Well, they know pretty much on the vinca. Because, really? Yeah, if, you, if you've if you ever been subjected to chemotherapy, oh, uh, one of the prime uh, chemotherapy uh, mixes is made up of is that right? yeah, uh, huh. ingredients from vincas. Huh. Very well, yeah, it's, it, was, uh, it was amazing. Yeah, so that's that's a pretty potent, that is a potent chemistry there. That no wonder the deer are avoiding. 
And Milton, guess what? What? There's a few more Vitex there. Oh there. my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. Are. What are we? So is that one or two? It looks like two. Yeah, it looks like our. It looks like the plant what? of the week Vitex and the. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, two two in the front and, and yeah. purple in the back. Wow, man. Trace is going to come up on the porch with a smile on his face. Um, I got a note. Speaking of plants. Oh hey, we, but we have a quick question. Oh okay. Uh, Jerry's on the line. Okay. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What's going on, Jerry? I have got this vine. It's in a pot on the ground, and it's got a it's vine, and it's crawled up, and it's on the like the railing of the deck, and now it's going up the side, and it's on the roof now. And I just <laughs> wonder what it is. It has the little yellow flowers. And you say it's dying? Vining. Oh, Just vining. Growing. Okay. Vining, uh-huh. Yeah. Is it growing? You, you say it's growing wild or out of a container or what? Yeah, the container's on the ground. And so then the vines come, get tall, and then they start wrapping around the the wood on the banister. Wrapping around its yellow flower. It probably well, would not white. be... White. Not, probably, it's white? White, white little flower. White little and flower. And I, I just love it, and it's shading the is whole it, deck, and my husband threatens to cut it down. Is it fragrant? Yeah, you said it's fragrant? Yeah, yeah. When it first when it first starts blooming, but as the bloom starts, you know, not to be as much anymore, then you don't smell much. I was, I, I don't, I, we don't think of, uh, Jasmine, uh, jasmine, and the like the star jasmine. That we don't think That's of them as wrapping, would. though. Yeah, they kind of lean. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it, it just it gets them. It just puts out long vines, and then they just as I'll, they I'll grow, they start the, whirling the, uh, around the wood. And the flowers, small white. Yeah. And, and fragrant. Yeah, either Carolina and jasmine or jasmine. It doesn't freeze. It's, we had it at an old house, and we cut it back so we could move it. And we put it here now, and it's doing the same thing, only it must like this one better because it's growing profusely. <laughs> and blooming it now. A, yes, it has little blooms on it. I'm looking but at did the it. Did it bloom earlier too? Yes. When the leaves started, when it, you know, when it yeah. started putting its new leaves out, it was just covered in bloom. Yeah, that, but it's still uh, blooming. So it sounds like it's that star jasmine or uh, Carolina jasmine. Uh, one Carolina of those two. Jasmine. Okay. Mm. I always wondered what it was. I don't know where even I got it anymore. It's just been around forever. You in San Antonio here? Yes, southeast side, uh huh. Okay, well, take take a cutting into a local nursery, and uh, if possible with a bloom, and let them take a look at it. They can tell you pretty okay. quick if it's jasmine. Yeah, Panix is the closest to it, so yeah, they they can do it. Yeah, 
Okay. That, let, okay. let us know. That's what our guess is. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, 210-308-8867. All right, so you were talking about, I interrupted you, I apologize. What's going on? What? Huh? It doesn't count as an interruption if we're just noting that there's more uh, of the uh, Texas Lilac owner, Vitex, going down around. No, we had a caller. I interrupted him for Jerry. (laughs) Oh, that's different. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, I got a note. Kevin was talking about the... The uh, uh, the compounds in uh, vinca are periwinkle, and uh, we don't think about the deer. The deer won't eat them, and uh, I don't even think the axis will eat. Axis deer will even eat them because they're they're axis will eat things that regular deer won't. Yeah, that was uh, they they really had those deer at at uh, uh, Fair Oaks Ranch property. Oh yeah. And yeah, they were sad. I mean, they they were aggressive. They, yeah, they seemed to eat everything. That the neat th- neat thing about axes is they're not a native deer, so they're fair game, huh? Yeah, there's no no season on them, hmm. and the meat tastes like roast beef. Really, it's good good meat, huh? Who knew? Who knew? Anyway, I uh, got this note from. Uh, from a newsletter that I take, it says, uh, from uh, Ship Rock, New Mexico. All right. Uh, at least 17 cows have died this month, presuming, presumably from eating toxic plants on the range. Um, Ranchers in the northwestern New Mexico suspect toxic plants used in Navajo and Hopi religious ceremonies are responsible for the recent deaths of more than a dozen cows. Uh, At least 15 cows from different herds have died of a mysterious illness in the past three weeks. The Gallup reports, the the Gallup reports, and ranchers say the purple plant, known as tall mountain larkspur, is a likely cause. Now, deer won't eat larkspur either, will they? Uh, I don't think so. Not that I know. Mine is inside the fence. Yeah, uh, Flarks grows Larkspur, but uh, I get a. I, do, I think they're inside the fence. I get too. a text message from one of our listeners and says that they think it's uh, Confederate jasmine, the one that we were talking. Okay. about. Okay, okay. Yeah, one of the one of those jasmine. Good. Uh, but anyway, why uh, are one of the one of the botanists and geologist says that the plant is toxic to cows because of its high concentration of alkaloid. Yeah. Why are they always find that unusual? Why are they eating it at this point and not, not Jerry, are they are planting more of it or what? No, they said uh, uh, they, they, if it's nearly de- if the range is nearly devoid of foliage, Cattle tend to supplement their diet with any plant species 
just to fill their stomach. So does that sound familiar? Like yeah. our deer. Our deer yeah, like deer. the deer. Uh, yeah. uh, they said, uh, let's see, the plant uh, is usually found in New Mexico, Arizona, and Utah. It's growing in abundance on the range thanks to unusually wet weather, like, kind of like we've had. It's, it's used as an afterbirth wash. Oh, for wow. babies, the oh. Indians do. Uh, so now that's a bit of contradictory. I mean, it, it's there's more of the larkspur there because of the rains, but then, but then the, the they eat the larkspur when it's yeah. dry. Well, I guess it could be been rainy early and yeah. I know. I think the rains have uh, gone away. But anyway, I found that interesting, especially when they said it was a. A uh, bite a uh, larkspur. A larkspur. Oh, okay. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call two one zero three zero eight. When we come back, can we talk a little bit about the article? Yeah, eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is nine thirty a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Let's face it, if you're growing tomatoes, you know there's nothing better than a homegrown tomato. The only thing that comes close is bragging on that tomato to other people and maybe even winning prizes for those tomatoes. That's why a long time ago, Millburgers established the Top Tomato Contest, a friendly and fun way for gardeners to brag on their tomatoes and win some terrific prizes. This year, that Top Tomato Contest is June 8th at Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road, and it all starts at 10 o'clock. It goes from 10 to noon when the judging will take place. There are three different categories, cherry and smaller, regular tomatoes, and then the biggest tomato based on weight. And one tomato will be named San Antonio's Top Tomato. So for more information, go to millburgernursery.com and mark your calendars for June 8th. We're going to have lots of fun at Millburgers Top Tomato Contest. We know you're out there, hiding in plain sight, living a life of quiet desperation, wondering if you're going to beat your money to the grave. There's a better way, a better life at Lifestyles Unlimited. It's time to live the life you deserve. You can only do that by creating passive income. Let us show you how. It's only two hours. It can't be worse than another meeting about meetings or another mindless night in front of the TV. Visit us at lifestylesunlimitedmap.com. That's lifestylesunlimitedmap.com. It's time to stand with Israel. Consider the lifelong impact of joining nationally syndicated media hosts Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, along with 930 AM The Answer on the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd to the 11th. This journey is more than a vacation because it'll guide you through centuries of faith and culture as you visit iconic places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your hosts will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour where you can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem. 
float in the Dead Sea and take a boat out onto the waters of the Sea of Galilee. Have you ever wanted to walk inside the Garden Tomb? Register today for the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd to the 11th. When you visit 930amtheanswer.com, keyword Israel. That's 930amtheanswer.com, keyword Israel. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. That was a strange appearance by Robert Mueller, the now former special counsel, Wednesday at the Justice Department. Mueller said the indictment of Russians who hacked into the 2016 election were allegations and, quote, we are not commenting on the guilt or innocence of any specific defendant. Every defendant is presumed innocent until proven guilty, unquote. Unfortunately, Mueller didn't apply the same standard to President Trump. Of him, he said, there was not enough evidence the president obstructed justice to bring an indictment, and besides, to do so would be unconstitutional. That sounds like innuendo, not facts. Which begs the question, what was this all about from the start? The obvious answer, it was about undoing the results of the last election. Consider the lawyers working for Mueller, all Democrats and some contributors to Hillary Clinton's failed campaign. No suggestion of bias there, right? Mueller gave House Democrats an invitation to impeach the president, but I'm not sure they'll do more than investigations and more accusations. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. South Texas. That's okay, Curtis. Here, I'll turn it down. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Tell us what's going on in your world. How can we get you prepared? Uh, Jerry's up here helping Curtis uh, with some tips on the top tomato contest and which, which tomatoes. He's got tomatoes that are ripe and ready, so he's got a... Uh, I, I told him to cut them with the stems evenly. Yeah. And... Uh, if they're really, really red, uh, put them in the refrigerator. Okay. If they're just red, just turn red, and the um, the birds are starting to get them, or he's worried about the birds, uh, he can put them on a, a counter in the house mm-hmm. and save them to next Saturday. Okay. So, hey, for more information on our... Top Tomato Contest, go to millburgernursery.com and plantanswers.com to get tips on how to uh, do your entry. So that's coming up next Saturday. Uh, entry start at 10. Judging is going to be just afternoon. And so we'll announce the winners probably about 1230. So, all right. Plus the blood drive, and then David Rodriguez will speak uh, as well. Um, After the blood. Uh, no, 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 no. It is during, before the blood During drive. the blood drive. So at the same time the blood drive is going on. But, yeah, I'll have to go check how the uh, appointments at the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center are coming. 
Speaking of David Rodriguez. Yeah. I found that I had posted in the tomato pictures on plantanswers.com a picture of the judges. Uh-oh. But it's hard to tell who they are. Because they got the masks on? Yeah. Yeah, we should do masks. <laughs> but it's hard to tell who they are. Yeah, you're going to have to be careful. I mean, nobody's going to want to judge after we out them. I know it. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> that you can look at those for yourself and see if you can determine who those judges were that uh, that put 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 aside that uh, perfect sample. Now we ha- we haven't mentioned uh, the article much, but if you're interested in either the Master Gardener organization or the Gardening Volunteer, oh yeah yeah yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, they they uh, we Master Gardeners are recruiting for their August class. It's uh, 14 weeks. It's on, uh, I believe, Thursday afternoons. Uh, so you have to be available for that kind of tra- training. It's a $260 fee. And you get, uh, there's always a waiting list there. So you get selected based on your based on your commitment uh, to uh, volunteer service. So it's quite a competitive uh, area. The gardening volunteers, we talk about quite a bit. They, yeah. they have their uh, Monday uh, third week, right. Monday class, noon till 3 p.m. And there you can go. Uh, they, they don't have as uh, a formal structure, uh, as formal as the Master Gardeners. So if you're inclined to participate, you can just go check out the the projects and uh, join them. Then the article also lists uh, the uh, how to get access to the Master Gardener chapters in Comal County, Guadalupe County. Uh, Gonzales County and Hayes Gua- County. Yeah, Guadalupe. Yeah, because uh, uh, from time to time, you've probably heard us talking about them, including this uh, uh, Fair Oaks Ranch uh, butterfly garden that the master gardener, the uh, master gardeners from various counties uh, participate in a lot of our projects, and along with the gardening volunteers mm. from South Texas too. And he lists a phone number. This was in yesterday's paper. Uh, for those for those uh, chapters, and so check them out. Uh, go to the those web, the websites. They've got a lot of good information. They kind of talk about their projects, the responsibility. Uh, you know, research is always a big part of it. Education is huge. Of course, in Bear County, the youth education program is uh, uh, pretty unmatched. Got the classroom gardens and also. Also, the uh, garden there at the Botanical Gardens. And Millburgers is uh, one of the sponsors, uh, co-sponsors of the uh, educational effort at the Master Gardeners, too. Yeah, Millburgers works pretty closely with a lot of the gardening groups. We try. Yeah. Um, uh, well, gardening Volunteers South Texas will be on the yeah. Saturday partner yeah. on the Saturday. Yes. They'll be helping with the Top Tomato. That's right. Um Rose Society has been here, uh, and you work closely with them. Um, do a lot with David. Yep, a lot with David. Classes and the children's garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a big part of the children's garden. Um, but anyway, yeah, so what's going on, Trace? Oh, I, You're up you on the porch. see the sweat coming off my forehead, right? I do. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been doing? I've been loading whiskey barrels. Oh, so uh, we just had a customer that actually bought the, the cradle type that uh, Calvin Lyle yeah. bought two of those and bought two of the full size that have the galvanized pot in them. To So it was kind of 
an interesting predicament of getting him in the vehicle, but uh, it was uh, fun. What was it? Did he mention what he was going to do with uh, those big she, barrels? All she did is tell her husband, now we're going to go home and plant them. Huh. So, uh, yeah, because I, I was kind of curious what the what you might, uh, of course, the, the, the horizontal ones are lots of different yeah. options. Uh, these, he really likes those. These coleus are spectacular here. Uh, but I was trying to figure out what you might do with the, the full-size one. Well, there, there's all kinds of things. Uh, it comes with a galvanized bucket in there. So uh, first thing is it could be an ice chest. Oh. It even shows a picture of it. For, uh, That's a neat idea. Stashing your, uh, your beer. Uh, but she's going to plant it. It's, it's really so tough to grow yeah. tomatoes in there with that <laughs> beer ice. Yeah, know. one of them's got to. Yeah, David, David might be able to do that. Did he buy some uh, potting mix? This was her second trip here getting that. So uh, okay, I, I think they were. Well, they've been here for like hours. Okay, coming and going. So they, I think they've already gotten their plants. Okay. Um, how you doing on Vitex? <laughs> I, I have some. Dude, They're okay. moving. They are moving out. Yeah, we were kind of just counting. We've, we've noticed. Like, even, our, even our little stash group back here is getting on the dwindling side, but we still have them. Good. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, we were, we were just we we're talking about, you know, just casually they're on sale and how it's hard to walk by them, and then all of a sudden <laughs> two go by, and then two more go by. So you didn't have to walk by them. They just walked by you. Yeah, they did walk by us. That's yeah. right. They've made uh, it very convenient. We still have some of those purple leaf ones. Well, too. we yeah, saw just, three of those that, that move was, out. That too. one's not on sale, but uh, it certainly is a striking yeah. Yeah. look. Some of the people that were buying the regular uh, Vitex also bought the, the purple uh, and of course, they were about the same size now, but the, one of the one of those uh, selling points of the purple Vitex is that it's not supposed to get much more than six or seven feet tall. Huh? That's what they say. Yeah. And uh, okay, it's on sale in the five gallon container. Oh no, this is this is not the purple one, but the uh, Texas Lilac uh, five gallon container, eighteen eighty eight. So just letting you know, just telling folks if they kind of got excited about. It. Hearing us talk about it, they could come get one. Um, what else should we talk about, Trace? Uh, we talked about all the activities next weekend. Um, and you talked about the uh, Dahlberg Daisy yeah. that we have. Fa- Father's Day's coming up. When's that? Oh, Father's Day? I'll find out. It should be the is the first Sunday of June. I thought, oh, yeah. Well. That would be next weekend, then. Dad would love an ice chest. That seems too, for that too quick. We would have heard more about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be that. Would, yeah, it does seem. So let's ask Google. <laughs> Did anybody ever... Uh, oh, I don't know if uh, the guys responded to your thing on what uh, Lisa's plant was, the pike, the snowy pike or something. Yeah. I, yeah, I it, I was, it was a cat. Uh, you know, when I saw it was a cactus, I didn't... So, okay, Sunday, June 16th. All right, so... So not week, next Sunday, but Sunday a week, yeah. So, But it's time to start planning for that, because dads are hard to buy for. Mm-hmm. And um, so we'll have lots of things that uh, available. We'll have uh, gift cards. That's always a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah jewels, bromeliads. Yeah, the tools. tools um, citrus trees. We mm-hmm. have, we'll have quite a few things for them to, uh, to choose from. And so uh, the the cool thing about the gift card too is that you he can use it anytime he wants on anything yep. he wants. So yep. you uh, and some of the stuff Millburgers has 
in January. They may not have in June. This is correct. So you can you, you can use, use it any time. You can use a balance out of it too. You can use oh yeah. yeah. And you get them a hibiscus, a more a uh, yeah, flare hibiscus. That'd make a great one. That would. They're on sale, by the way. Yeah. Did I tell you how much they're on sale? For? These are uh, perennial. These are hardy. Yeah. Hardy no. hibiscus, nineteen eighty-eight in a three-gallon. All right. Check out millburgernursery.com on that one. Well, we've got. What, what, here's a cool present. We've got the certified butterfly garden here, and you've got the list of plants. Mm. You could do a gift certificate that would cover that, and then that he he could uh, get the whole cert, whole butterfly garden. It's not a huge, you know. It's only about two hundred square feet, so right. it's a reasonable. But it would be kind of exciting. The the kids or grandkids could help them build, um, plant it, and everything. And all the plants are here at Millburgers, including the porter weed and the milk weeds, and uh, all all of those uh, good nectar sources. And in a pinch, we could get you the. Uh, also, we could get you the plan of that uh, wow. that garden we planted, and I might even put that in an article. The the uh, Oaks Ranch. Yeah, you could talk to Jerry. Probably get it on plant answers. Yeah, we could. Um, w- one of the things that um, we've talked about in the past, and I don't know, Calvin, you'll have to help with what's out there and what's active. But uh, you've got the bird room here. We do. With the feeders and the seed. and It's, it's and picking up. We're selling a little bit here and there, and we're learning. That's the key. We're learning about birds right along with our uh, consumers. So what's happening bird-wise? We've seen a bunch of hummingbirds here, so I yeah. guess there's hummingbirds Yeah, there. the hummingbirds are, of course, key. You want your, because they've uh, a lot of their nestlings have left the nest now, and so they're not nearly as territorial as they were. So you, get, uh, you see a lot of action at the hummingbird feeder. Then if you got those uh, 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 woodpeckers, the orange-fronted uh, orange yellow, uh, I can't even remember what they're called now, the, the large ones that they get used to using the sugar water feeders, they're pretty fascinating, too, and they're, they're going. The uh, goldfinches, the uh, um, lesser goldfinches are after thistle. you got thistle seed in there, right, Dan? Uh, yes. Sir. Yeah. So they, you want to try it. You, you want to try that if you like those uh, lesser goldfinches there, and they're bright colored. And uh, get get yourself a, a thistle feeder and uh, and some of the thistle feed and try it out. They're neat, too. I mean, they're not a, the shells are not big shells or anything, so you can put it right on the patio, and they those, those little uh, goldfinches get so tame. And they just, yeah, they hang upside down. Yeah, just like, I mean, between them and the hummingbirds, you got a lot of action out there on the <laughs> On the patio. I feel sorry for them having to eat upside down. Oh. Just so you can eat, that's all I can. <laughs> I uh, got the hummingbird feeder up with a four-to-one ratio. So I've got four sugars to one water. I'm not getting a lot of action, though. Not yet. How long? No. Uh, oh. It's been about a week. Oh. <laughs> Twelve weeks? No, no one week. week. Oh, one uh, week. Yeah. So, uh, no, you didn't catch my mistake, Maybe I did four to one. Four to one. Yeah, four to one. I did yeah. four sugars to one water. I was sitting there trying to do that math in my head. And... No. I think it's four waters to one sugar. Is that correct? Right. Oh yeah, I didn't catch that. There. No. But I, the, I caught it, but I wasn't quite sure. The poor hummingbirds are like, ah. Yeah, yeah. No, we haven't. Have okay. to go to therapy and rehab. This is yes. This is where I'm a little worried. So it's it was nice 
last year because we could put it out where in the front on a little uh, stand and, um, you know, just kind of watch it from the window or we would let the dog out, the hummingbirds would come by. So, but there are cats, feral cats that have adopted us and they sit in the doorway, which is near where the feeder is. Now and the feeder, dog lets them in there? Oh, the dog, they, uh, no, the dog is fine with them. There's one that's adopted the dog. I'll have to show you a picture of that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that follows the dog wherever she goes, and uh, and it's very cute. So the, the the dog will get on her back and roll around in the so in the on the lawn to scratch her back, and the cat will then go and do the exact same thing until it gets kicked by the dog because her, her legs are flying all over the place. But it's very cute. So that kind of cuts into your hummingbird action. Now. Well, I'm wondering. You think the hummingbirds are like? Uh, is he stupid? We're not going to. Go eat here. There's, no. there's cats. He well, I think I think that probably makes them a little cautious. They okay. probably slow down there after. They'll they'll still be trying to get that sugar water, but it's uh, but uh, they'll they'll be more cautious, with, especially if they see the cats. I will uh, go ahead and. Uh, they 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 get quite bossy with dogs. Quite often. the hummingbirds do. Yeah. Oh. You know they just if they they have a dog that they're used to. Yeah, put up with, but then they, you know, if they're having a bad day, it seems like they just for spiteful ladies, buzz the dog. Spiteful birds. All right. Well, I'll 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 move it to the backyard and we'll enjoy it there and see what happens. But yeah, I'm still trying to find you a picture. Well, let's take a quick break while I do that. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free eight six six three zero eight. 8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. June 8th is going to be a busy day at Millburgers. Besides having the Top Tomato Contest, Millburgers is doing their quarterly blood drive. And we want to thank everybody that came out last time for Millburgers Blood Drive. You made it the most successful one ever. And guess what? We're counting on you to do it again. It's just as easy as going to Millburgers anytime between 10 and 1.30 and donating blood on June 8th. That's Saturday, June 8th for your donations. In fact, Millburgers is doubling the incentive. So when you come and give blood to Millburgers on June 8th, that's right, you're going to get a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And, of course, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has nice gifts, too. David Rodriguez will also be on hand that day to teach a great class on growing citrus in your yard. Whether it's a patio citrus or in your yard, David will give you all the information you need to know. So for more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com. Hi, this is Michael Payne, General Manager of Salem Media Group. In this time where we San Antonians are called to vote, who better to help remind us why it's so important than our local pastors? I am Joe Morales, Senior Pastor of Jubilee Outreach Church. Paul the Apostle in Philippians 2.12 says, Work out your salvation and uh, let what God has done on the inside of you affect everything around you. Today I want to remind you of the upcoming runoff elections for mayor and for city council, districts 2, 4, and 6. Voting day is June the 8th. Let the God on the inside of you impact the city that you live in. Let the character of God in you vote. Be blessed and have a wonderful day. 
Thank you, Pastor. What a great reminder to get up, get out, and go vote. If you're age 59 and a half or older with a 401k plan and still working, stop what you're doing and call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. There are benefits with age, and this is one of them. At 59 and a half, you're entitled to new opportunities in the investment world that can save you thousands in 401k fees and dramatically reduce your risk of a market correction. You've worked and saved, and now is the time to protect your retirement savings. Call Robin Hoppus at Big State Financial today at 210 The five years just before and after you retire are critical. Do not put yourself at risk. Robin and her team can show you how to secure your nest egg and ensure income streams for life. Call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000 for your free retirement readiness review. That number again is 210-373-6000 or go online to BigStateFinancial.com. That's BigStateFinancial.com. On Bulverde Road, Tex Hill Middle School students are called the Tigers, inspired by the Flying Tigers. The San Antonio story of David Lee, Tex Hill, after this. Spring is here at Countywide Service Company. Our technicians are ready to evaluate your system and ductwork, making sure you're ready for the Texas heat. Our partnership with American Standard allows very affordable options for your needs. American Standard, a trusted brand and countywide service company, pulling Bear County for over 50 years. Call 210-732-9772. License number TACLA 280-66C. Tex Hill was an American hero as a triple flying ace and squadron leader of the legendary Flying Tigers during World War II. He retired in Military City, USA as a Brigadier General. Today, a generous scholarship is named in his honor to attend the school he did as a young boy. San Antonio Academy. I'm Sonny Melendrez. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. What else is going on? Um. (laughs) Sorry, I was was trying to figure out the the music, too. It kind of got cut off quickly, so I was trying to figure out. There you go. Anyway, so let's see. We've talked about... What about uh, In the Garden... um what did we what did we put in there in the article this time, Jerry? Oh, you talked about uh, collecting sweet oh, pea yeah. seeds and blue bonnets if they hadn't already popped. Yeah, I've got uh, little sacks of uh, all of the seeds. I've finally realized that if uh, I would have to take two weeks off from everything to collect all the seed that's oh, available, yeah, there. sweet peas. Um, are really available. They, this is a long blooming period for sweet peas, but I've, I'm finally pulling my vines down now because there's just a few flowers left. We've got our different colored blue bonnets uh, selections in the uh, in the greenhouse drying down and popping. Cool. Uh, we'll probably have to turn those, turn the debris uh, um, mon- probably Monday, tomorrow. And uh, that that uh, lets some that uh, haven't popped or 
some that have popped in the seed are stuck on the plant to uh, fall down onto the plastic. Uh, I told you that I ro- drove my uh, riding mower through the uh, poppy field. Of that yeah. Area. And, uh, you know, I was kind of impatiently <laughs> waiting until I felt a lot of the seed had fallen. There you go. It was all, all the seed was brown. So I drove through there. When I got done, I was covered with poppy seed from one end to the other. It was, just, it was, it was a little like bitty it seed. Coca, yeah, it looked like it was cocoa or something. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, saving seed is fun, especially on the reseeding uh, larkspur and poppies and. Yeah, you just a uh, little one of those. Uh, I know you don't don't. The paper sacks have a little uh, crevices and everything that yeah. some seed get left in there, but. I still think it's worthwhile, and uh, you put them in an air-conditioned room, and then in this fall, just pre- spread them where you want to expand your garden, or you got some gardening neighbors that yeah that you want to uh, give them the advantage of the seed you've collected. The other one is that uh, blue curl. I'm trying to get more and more people to plant blue curl. Yeah, I, I, I'm not familiar with that. Part. Yeah, yeah. You, Maybe uh, I know. I'll know it when I see it. Now you, they used to have it at uh, um, Wild well, at the seeds. Well, the wild seed farm. Wild seed. John I think Thomas. They, I think they still do. Okay. Uh, I think it's in their catalog. Yeah, there used to be, in that, but I haven't looked in the last couple of years. For color and shade, use caladiums, coleus, and begonias. And I think the begonias on sale. Sixty-eight cents. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And for, for this, that's for a, a three-inch uh, container. Yeah, four-inch, four-inch four four inch pot. And a lot, of, all the colors are yeah. look to be available. Even the you know the white flower, the pink, uh, the red, and then the, the maroon, darker foliage, lighter foliage. Yeah, that's one. T- that's one tough plant. It can. If planted early enough, it can uh, and get established. We're probably at that border. It can, it can do, yeah. It can do well in, even in full sun. But uh, most most of us don't have a, a planting bed that's either all shade or all sun. So begonia is the first uh, best answer for that. That deer will eat them. You know the uh, what I've, I've done this year. Uh, I've put a whopper, I have some large containers, quite a few that I, for a couple of years, I put all whoppers in there. Now I'm putting one whopper now with, with, uh, <laughs> with two or three of the smaller begonias. Oh, that, oh. Yeah, that makes a nice... I bet that does. Because the whopper will eventually fill in. Right. But you get instant filled there you container go. with the... I never thought the, about that. Use the Semper Flora. It's a good idea. Especially when they're on sale like this. I mean, yeah. The, the, Goes a long way. Guess what? We're going to get a lot of questions on next week at the tomatoes contest, Melton. Tomatoes. <laughs> and and uh, uh, what about tomatoes? Uh, no, the, Neil Spear oh. got got a good question. Bossman Rock. You close? Oh, okay. Uh, do you apply Epsom salts? People, people, wow. people love to apply Epsom salts. As granules are liquid to your garden, the uh, reader wrote, wrote in to put them. 
Actually, neither. What? Yeah, that Neil's getting pretty tough. I think you must be feeling bad. I'm with Neil on that. I, <laughs> I, had, I had organic matter, and I fertilized with high-quality plant food. My gardens and my landscape have all the magnesium and sulfur they need. Um, unless a highly reliable soil test, which we don't recommend shows an actual need for these minor elements to be added. It's not a good idea to start adding trace elements to your plant's environment. Nero. I I don't think Epsom salt does any harm. Yeah, a lot of good gardeners that use it. But it really, in our soil, it's probably, probably a neutral doesn't hurt anything, but uh, I'm sure it doesn't help anything. Yeah, but uh, but there people that will be asking that, well, the next thing out of their mouth when you tell them it doesn't do any good and doesn't do any harm is that their grandfather followed Oh, you. did it. Yeah. And that they, pl- they pl- tried it on their tomatoes one year, and they had the best crop. Of good taste in tomatoes that they ever had. Well, and, those, and Grandpa's tomatoes always tasted good. Right, right. And the only reason 40. I can see that is because of the Epsom salt. <laughs> right. They they disregard the fertilizer and uh, varieties, the new varieties that we have. That's clearly the Epsom salt. But anyway, we will. Care. It's kind of like moon planting, Milton. Yeah. Planting by the moon. Yeah. We have listeners who oh, swear yeah. by that. Oh, absolutely. Well, as we mentioned, that's our buddy James. Got, yeah, we've got <laughs> we've got listeners that are great gardeners that oh, love yeah. Epsom, Epsom salts. So you yeah, don't, you don't dare be too critical. <laughs> that's right. I had a lot of uh, professional people at A and M, Texas A and M, when I when I wrote an article to go in their newsletter about moon planting. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's on plantanswers.com right now, and uh, they were they were they were office people, Milton. They were people that uh, hoarded, did horticulture from the office. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> and they never had been into the hill country and talked to those eighty-five-year-old people <laughs> that their grandpa mm-hmm. gardened by the moon. And by goodness, they're going to garden by the man. I don't blame them. So <laughs> and you can't, can't belittle them because they're talking about people that have passed away, you know, died, died and, and it's worked for them. That's what I was going to say. They have, they have evidence at work. So, so that's why I did the moon planting guide and put it, put it in an A&M horticulture paper, uh, newsletter. I'll go find it now. Find out what we're doing. <laughs> well, he hasn't done. It. He hasn't renewed it in a while. No, I haven't renewed it. I, I've still got all the signs in there. No, oh, okay. But uh, the what we're reading, I, what I did was uh, I looked at the good moon uh, moon planting guide mm-hmm. for let's say planting tomatoes, and I would pick those dates that were good for our area. Uh, like like planting onions, uh, the b- best moon planting guides 
it's way late for us to plant onion. And uh, but I, I went through there and picked out some some good dates for that people could plant by the moon and yet do the right thing. Uh, also, there's a there we we had a guy bring in some uh, samples yesterday uh, about uh, of his crape myrtles, and they had that. Uh, Weird growth on the tips, the end of them. Uh, Neil got a question that I have one crape myrtle that is sending out diseased-looking new growth at its top. Six others are not showing any problems. Could be mildew, or could be yeah. See, it's ha- see uh, what might be wrong with it. Uh. <laughs> That I looked at all four of the, uh, your photos, and the problem looks fairly minimal. Obviously, it doesn't, doesn't uh, to your eye, or you wouldn't have taken the time to write. It may be powdery mildew, and that's why we the crepe myrtles are on sale at Millburgers here. And a lot of, most of them are powdery mildew resistant. Yeah, no. The new hybrids. Yeah, why, keep in mind, it's worth it. Uh, to to get varieties that are resistant, all yeah. it takes is one year like this. And if oh yeah, I mean you, you're worried about when you're going to get blooms. <laughs> uh, if they got you got mildew, you might you might they might bloom before the fall, but we'll see. And then he had, he had what I was uh, carrying on with this guy about yesterday. He said, or it may be there was a glancing blow from a drift of weed killer. Mm. Yeah, that's what that looked years. Yeah. I remember those now. <laughs> that's what it looked like to me. And yeah, I, I asked the guy that brought that sample in, I said it also could be thrips. But I said, I, it looks like a weed, weed herbicide. He had something else along yeah. with it that kind of... Yeah, looked the fun. same way. Yeah. And uh, he said, oh, no, I haven't, I haven't used any herbicide around it. Uh, but it's on the... And then, then uh, I questioned him, maybe have your neighbors used it, you know, or have you edged with something? And uh, he finally said his wife yeah. had used Roundup. Remember that camera? Threw his wife right under the bus. <laughs> and so uh, he put it off. Of, he, his wife wasn't here, by the way. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's that's what can cause that. I just told him to cut it, cut them back past the damage. Uh, if it's in the top of the tree, great Myrtle, It'll eventually grow out of it. Now, if he used uh, uh, a herbicide near roses, uh, uh, say we, goodbye. We've not had them grow out of uh, herbicide damage at, at yeah. our greenhouse. It's pretty. Oh yeah, it's pretty that's good. Grandma's yellow and oh, Melinda wow. Dream and and all our roses. Yeah, they're pr- very the, sensitive. Yeah, very sensitive to that. Um, yeah. 
Go well, ahead. Well, we're just about out of time, so we're going to begin to oh, wrap no. up if that's okay. Here's a reminder of all the things that are going on next uh, Saturday here at Millburgers. We've, of course, got the blood drive, which begins at 10 o'clock and goes through 2. And uh, honestly, last time they even extended it because there were so many folks. You can go to SouthTexasBlood.org uh, to uh, make your appointment. We've got the Top Tomato Contest that starts uh, with the entries at 10, and the judging is at uh, 12, so they have to be in by then. For all the rules and everything on that, go to plantanswers.com. And uh, that's uh, on there as well. And then, of course, David Rodriguez will be here. Uh, Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.